Hey everybody and welcome to the SOCAP Improv Comedy Podcast. My name is Ralph McLeod. I'm an improv teacher and actor and former uh, located in Toronto. Uh, I own and I'm the artistic director at the SOCAP Comedy Theater, uh, 154 Danforth Avenue. That's in Toronto. We have shows, classes, events. I also do a Zoom class on Wednesdays at 6 o'clock Eastern Time. And if you want to come be in that class, uh, just send me a note at ralph at socap.ca. That's S-O-C-A-P as in Peter, dot C-A. And uh, you can come and study with me. You know, if you live in Toronto, you can also come and do semi-drop-in classes or my committed classes. I have I teach uh, now sometimes five, six times a week. It's uh, great and crazy. Because if you told me five years ago I would teach you know, more than two classes a week, I'd say you were nuts because uh, it used to take so much out of me. And uh, But now it, it gives me so much, infuses me with so much energy and joy and that I love it. <laughs> and I, 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 a few times I've taught back-to-back classes. And that's fine too, although... Usually after I'm finished the second class in a day, I'm like, okay, my brain needs like some kind of scrubbing or something. Uh, so today, uh, and, and this podcast is about improv, uh, I guess, obviously, but it's more, it's more dealing with improv as uh, for people who are not really interested in being performers. I mean, I will talk about performance for sure. But most of my students now are people who want to take improv for some of the things it helps, uh, some of the concepts it teaches, some of the tenets, how you can take improv and apply it to your own life. Uh, I was in class today and uh, one of my students had a very beautiful story that happened to her um, using the, the power of yes. And uh, I, I've heard many stories from students who take the power of yes and apply it to their lives with uh, quite often you know great results in fact I had two students today who had um, who had used some of the tenets of what we talk about in their lives uh, and uh, there were three instances one to very great effect one to somewhat good effect and better in the future and one we're still waiting on the final determination but at the end of the day, I think it's, you know, it's, uh, it's, I think, well, I don't know, regretting things you don't do versus regretting things you do. I think it's easier to regret things you don't do, you know, because at least you tried. There's a sort of respect in, in trying and, and airing out things. Anyway, today uh, I want to talk about uh, something that uh, comes up a lot and, um, Improv has changed tremendously in the like, 35 years since I first heard about it and, and started doing it. Um, just, I mean, changed in Toronto, changed for me. Uh, I think probably in the world it's changed a lot too. Although improv is always very regional because of you know, the fact that it's not recorded. So it doesn't exist in the public consciousness the way, you know, great movie actors do or great music or great visual art. We or at least in the Western, in North America, Canada and the U.S., right, uh, maybe Europe, um, I guess the English-speaking part of the world, we all have similar ideas as to what a great actor is. I mean, not worldwide, but certainly, you know, if you 
run into somebody, you know, in the California or someone in Saskatchewan and ask them what great actors are, they're probably going to mention the same few people. And if they don't, they're like, oh, yes, but I know that person. But improv is not like that. You know, you don't, if you ask someone in Saskatchewan and someone in California to name an improviser, it's probably going to be very different people unless they know, oh, Tina Fey, but okay. Um, but someone that you've actually watched improvise, not just someone you know who was an improviser or is an improviser, I shouldn't say was, is an improviser. Because Tina Fey is known for a lot more than her improvising. Anyway, uh, it has changed tremendously. And one of the things that, you know, used to be okay to do was mocking a lot of different types of people. And we've cleaned up, obviously, a lot of that. And today it's, uh, it's, it's, um, we don't mock people based on, on discrimination things. Like we don't, we don't mock people based on their race or their religion or, um, sexual orientation and we're very uh, we're very sensitive I think in general to differences uh, and that's great that's a really great thing because I even you know back in the 90s you know there were it was, it was a lot less loose I guess about those things and a lot of that didn't sit well with me um, and now a lot of us got cleaned up. However, there are still two areas for some reason that it is still okay to mock people over. And, and, and that's uh, class and age. And I'm, I don't get it. I'm bewildered as to why that is continued. Um, you know, if you are in an improv class and you know, there is a character someone asks for a suggestion and they get oh play a character that's 80 years old it is way more common than not that the first things one of the first some of the first things they'll say they'll make uh, an alzheimer joke and they'll wear an adult diaper joke and i'm like hold on <laughs> what if if we you know had an audience member that was older they'd hate you right now and i wouldn't blame them I mean, sometimes now, uh, one of the things, that, another thing that's changed about improv is that it's, it's, there's a lot more people who are, you know, 50, 60, 70 plus doing it until, until the pandemic, there was a gentleman in his mid eighties that was improvising on stage in front of audiences. Uh, and I'm sure in other parts of the world that's still happening. And in Toronto, there's, uh, well, I'm sure there, there's people in their sixties for sure that are still getting up and improvising. And that's great. Anyway, they, and I would, I suspect they would take a very dim view of this kind of humor. It's low hanging fruit. It's easy and it's not funny. No one ever laughs at these things, but, uh, it's one of those things that people think will be funny and they say it. Another one, uh, this is an example from a class of mine. This is a couple years old, but I've heard similar things. Uh, it was a scene between two female characters and they were, engaged in a kind of a one-upmanship, a status battle, if you will. And one character was, uh, well, yes, well, my husband, you know, the English professor, was, uh, oh, excuse, uh, you're still married to that janitor, are you? I was like, hold on, why is that okay? And it, it was, it's a real discussion, like, you know, if there were, if, if, if there was someone who was a janitor or a blue-collar person, 
who's watching our show, they would hate us. So for me, like this, this like mocking things, like I don't mock anybody. You know, I don't, I don't even mock like, like, uh, you know, BMW drivers. They, because and for me, it's not about political correctness. It's, it's about, I don't want to make my audience upset, but also like, I don't want to mock and belittle people, even if they have status, like, of course, you know, punching up. But to me, it's like, if we're going to, let's, let's mock, if we're going to mock anybody, let's mock everybody. Let's mock everybody or let's mock nobody. And of course, yes, it's more palatable, I guess, if you're punching up, but not for the person being punched up at, right? All they're going to do is hate you. And I don't blame them. I would hate you too. So uh, this whole thing about mocking age and class, which I keep cleaning up when we talk about it and talk about it. And in my classes, it's no, we don't do it. Well, okay, I shouldn't say that. I should say the truth, which is my recommendation for my students is not to do it. But I say, like, you leave here, you do whatever you want. If you want to get on stage and mock people who have blue-collar jobs who or who are over 65 for whatever reason, uh, that's up to you. But I'm not going to do that because it's... Like, I, I just don't understand this whole, like, mocking people and upsetting them. Like, where is where is that? Where, where does that come from? I don't even understand it. Like, of course, there's, there's we can mock things and we can mock uh, attitudes and ideas and things, but not the people. I don't understand mocking the people. And we're very, very good now, uh, thankfully, about not mocking um lots of things about people but but class and age somehow squeezed through and if anybody can tell me why that they have survived and, and are still okay to mock please let me know because i don't get it i honestly don't get it uh and how you know you i can have students who or just and actually not just students like people in the world too who will sit there and say we got to respect everybody and uh, we shouldn't belittle people. And I'm like, that is 100% true. And then they'll turn around and say something about someone of a different political class or different social class or a different age. And the irony is completely lost to me. Anyway, that's my two cents. And, um, and if you ever see me on stage making fun of somebody, uh, you know, a group or something, let me know because I like to talk about it. Uh, and also I'd like to be called out on my stuff. All right. That's me for today. Uh, have a great week, everybody. Uh, my name's Ralph. SoCap.ca is the website. Uh, Wednesdays at six, I do a class that's open to everybody on the planet. Uh, it's Eastern time. So if you're joining me from somewhere on the other side of the world, it might be pretty early or pretty late. All right. Have a great day, everybody. Ciao.